You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. friends fans and foes it's time once again for never sleeps networks talking wrestling and i'm your host and thank you for joining us today on the podcast the tnw podcast here on never sleeps network folks uh thanks for joining us on the show today but before we get to the show you know what you gotta do hit us up on all those social media outlets on the twitter we are at tnw pod go over there give us a follow send us a tweet damn it um, on Facebook, we are at, uh, Facebook backslash talking wrestling on Instagram. We are at talking wrestling podcast at Instagram. Uh, we're on Spotify talking wrestling. We were on iTunes, uh, rate review, subscribe, uh, give us a favorable review, five stars. We'll mention it on the show. Um, what else is there? I've, I've, I have a hit all the social media outlets that are important to the show i think i have i do it every week and i always question it but now i think i'm ready anyways um i won't have to worry about it soon enough because i'll have somebody to remind me when i forget now because from now on we have a co-host uh from montreal originally well not originally but when i met him he was in montreal he was on the show before uh, he was on last week on the uh, panel, and he's going to be here from a week and week every every week, uh, all the way from Mississauga, more than six feet away. Reese Turner, how are you, bud? I'm great, buddy. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for thanks for being on the show. Well, I I guess I don't have to say that because it'll be every time. Yeah, man. So this is it. This is <laughs> this is the show. Uh, there's That's no. It. There's no themes today. There's nothing where this is uh, talking wrestling in the purest form. We'll just uh, we'll just talk wrestling. So Perfect. I'll Perfect. throw out the first wrestling based question. Um, what Perfect. is uh, what is your favorite wrestler theme based movie? Like so, your favorite movie with a wrestler in it, whether stars or a starring role or a lower role. What is your favorite wrestler movie? Predator. Predator? Jesse Ventura yeah, and Predator. Fucking right. Yeah, it's got one of the most iconic, let's fucking do this, handshakes ever. It's, yeah, come on, that's, that's the shit. What about you? That's that's great. They ain't ain't got time to bleed. You know, that's such, a, that's such an epic Jesse Ventura line. The tobacco yeah. spit on the guy's boot at the start where the guy looks... Up, he's off, you know, and he's such a badass. And then the fact that Predator put out two like American governors, you know, like I remember, I thought Carl Weathers should run for politics because he's guaranteed to win. You know, honestly, I think he's a shoe in. I think Weathers is a shoe in. Yeah, if you if you if you fight the Predator in any shape, way, or form, Jesse got blown away. He was the first guy to get it almost. So, you know, uh, but Carol Weathers, I always thought should have ran. And then finally, Saturday Night Live did a, a sketch that Carol Weathers, he's like, I'm the guy from Predator that isn't the governor and I want to be governor. You know, like once Carol <laughs> Weathers realized there's money in making fun of himself, which it was him that realized that because like when he went out for Arrested Development, it was his idea. He's like, hey, can you guys make me cheap? And they made him the cheapest person ever. And so good. And that's how you make a spoon. That's how you make a spoon. Yeah. yeah that's how you make a spoon. He's like, oh, you get that bone. You got to take that bone home, make a soup. <laughs> <laughs> he walks out with the foil swan, is the best. <laughs> he goes, amazing. See, this that predator's got to be the best one. You've got Arnie, you got Jesse the body, and you got Carl Weathers. Well, and you've got. It's for me. It's like you know, um, uh, Roadhouse is fantastic, where you Roadhouse have Terry great. Funk, and also Terry Funk double Stallone uh, over the top is another one uh, with um, 
with with the uh, Jeepers. Uh, well, t- t- over the top has Tom McGee in the very start, and then it has uh, Terry Funk in it as well. So those are fantastic movies in the own right. And then if you want to get crazy, you know, like usually I just disqualify the Rock's movies because Rock has made many great movies. Or Guardian of the Galaxy could be a great movie. It is a great movie, but Batista's in it, yeah. so I disqualify the blockbusters because it's okay. very easy to. So you, I want more like we we answered it correctly. That's the with Predator, I think, right? Yeah, Predator and Roadhouse. Yeah, Those I think Predator and Roadhouse are both great picks. The, but I think they it, were arguably blockbusters in their time. Well, Predator. Oh, was, oh no, no, I they were. They were told totally both blockbusters at their time. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was great, great picks, though. Great picks. I had a conversation come up, actually, last night while we were watching AEW Dynamite, me and some friends over the internet, uh, and Tay Conti, the Brazilian uh, judoka, yes. or whatever, uh, had a little bit of a blowout of her posterior through the fishnet. I did and not even it, notice. Yeah, and it led us to have a debate that who has the best booties in wrestling and it did not go the way that i think you guys think it's gonna go uh our right now our best booty uh winner that we had out uh in the league was i believe it was retired was either rikishi uh he, he had a beautiful old booty curvy beautiful booty uh or vinnie mac himself vince mcmahon had a i'm pretty sure he had work done but but he had a smooth wrestling booty. Who do you think had the the bangingest booty? Ah, well, history? you call me sexist, but I'm just gonna say Mandy Rose. It's Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose. Yeah, Mandy Rose. like I don't want to make this a dirty podcast, but uh, I get all Otisy when I think of Mandy. <laughs> Mandy Candy, <laughs> you know, like eh, who's that? I think Otis, despite his size, probably has a very small booty. He strikes me as a Hank Hill booty. He's oh, a tiny, tiny little ass crack. I would think so. Uh, and as, as far as guys go, um, Rick Rude always had, uh, or Sean Mike, or Sean, or Sean Michaels. You know those guys where, like, where they had the spot where the uh, during the ladder match where Brett would pull Sean's tights down and and he'd see his ass and be like, "I'm not gay or anything," but. That's a good ass. That's a nice ass. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. and the same with Rick Rude. Like okay. you know, whenever he he would be getting a match because they always wanted to pull the tights off of Rick Rude because it usually had the Ultimate Warrior's face on them or Hulk Hogan's yeah. face, somebody's wife. On yeah, them. some Cheryl Roberts. So they wanted yeah. to all. So his his ass was probably the most shown ass in the history of wrestling because every match. <laughs> We'll be like, okay, we'll do the ass spot. All right, let's do the ass spot. You know, and then and then they go on from there. So I would yeah, say Rick Rude has probably had the greatest ass in wrestling. And then I'm going to say okay. Mandy Sachs. Trish Stratus, okay. pretty, pretty. Or, or even Mickey James. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Mickey James. Yeah, there's... Yeah. there's it's, I'm gonna, I'll go to the boys. I'll say Rikishi, uh, hella booty. Um, probably also a good guy. You know, uh, just loves to dance. That's, that's the booty. I'd also uh, like to. I'd also uh, like to add Peyton Royce and Sasha Banks to the uh, to right. the to the to the. And you know what? I'm not going to discriminate. Bailey's got like a mama's booty, and uh, Bailey's got a beautiful booty. So she's got a, a. I every time she puts her booty or something like that on wrestling, on Instagram, usually B- uh, Batista. Or Kevin Nash will come in with a badunka dunk and right. comment, and uh, so Bailey's booty is a badunka dunk booty. I don't know what that means, but this I is. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm gonna start doing that with Sunny Kiss because I would argue Sunny Kiss. Sunny Kiss has got one of the best booties in wrestling. Agreed to. I don't even know like how he got such a perfect booty for being such a fit but guy. But that, oh, dude, when he walks, his booty follows behind him. He's got like Jennifer Lopez booty. This booty takes a different limo, you know? Yeah, the thing takes a different car, has its own entourage. It does have its own entourage. <laughs> um, my God, speaking of AEW Dynamite, how much of a train wreck was the waiting room at Brandy's uh, off? I mean, at, uh, oh, at, at the... <laughs> I am never going to go to Britt Baker's dentistry 
if that's what her waiting room is like. You know what? I'm only going to go to her. As a <laughs> that's what that waiting room is like. I enjoyed it. So It was a train wreck. Don't get me wrong. It was a whole kinds of a mess. But I, was, uh, I wasn't uh, exactly just bored with it all. You know what I mean? I, I was having a fun time. I was like this. What is happening? They did a. I'm going to tell you this. AEW has done a really good job, and maybe Britt Baker's done a really good job here in uh, classing up Rebel, because Rebel used to be like the uh, Leonard Skinner girl or the uh, oh, really? the girl most likely to wear a MAGA hat. You know, like like she was <laughs> she was Rebel, so she would have like she used to wear like tights and then she wear a t-shirt with an eagle and the confederate flag on it and stuff like that you know because like usually like dick rebel or, or the rebels in the past have always been southern and and i remember seeing her wrestle before she got to AEW, and she was sort of like you know just like the trailer park uh trashier she might have been a stripper at some point but this is the person yeah. that but her she she's called rebel and uh you know, and and that was her character and everything. But then you saw once she started hanging out with Britt Baker, she's really cleaned herself up, and she's trying to be exactly what Britt is. And I think that's working yeah. for her uh, immensely. And uh, yeah. the the AEW they're doing a good job with the women's division. Uh, last night, another good episode. Uh, next week is, is okay. So is, so are they having the Inner Circle are having three different tag team matches? Or are they all doing no, one tag team a, match with everybody? That's how I understood it. Yeah, exactly. Santana Ortiz, Sammy Hagar, and, <laughs> and MJF, and Chris Jericho. <laughs> yeah, you have yeah, because you have three different teams, and uh, are they all wrestling each other? They can't. I believe so. So it's the yeah, inner circle it's tournament. Yeah. Well, that's kind of crazy, yeah. but I kind of think it's cool too. The fact that yeah. the inner circle can be competitive with one of each other, but still be a faction. That's quite interesting. Yeah, the only one who's not involved is Wardlow right now. Wardlow's going to be on the outside, and he might uh, get up to some fuckery, I would think, in the Sammy Hagar, Jericho, MJF match uh, at some point. That's what I would speculate, because I don't think Hagar and Wardlow are done their thing. Uh, like, if you've noticed a little bit of uh, character work there in the ring, uh, Wardlow seeming to to almost gloat over Hagar and Hagar for a minute there, looking down like a little yeah. kid that just got. Wait yeah, now, see, like so I don't think that's done. Now, are you wait? So, so Sammy is with Jake Hagar. Is that what you're saying? And that's are you correct. suggesting that they used to call this tag team Sammy Hagar? I didn't. Chris Jericho did, I believe, or. Sammy, Sammy did, Sammy Guevara did as he was breaking it down. It's Sammy. It's, hey, it's, and like, it, it kind of, like, worked itself out on the show for us. And I laughed, and I laughed. All right. Like, Casey's going to fuck. I didn't even, I missed that. Now, any team that is called Sammy Hagar is my favorite team in wrestling right there. Of course. I, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I love Sammy Hagar so much that, uh, yeah, oh, my God. Sammy Hagar, the wrestling team, that is the best because if you were to have a david lee roth wrestling team you didn't need that'd be how to be like the Freebirds. you need three guys trios you need the trios that's when you're bringing the trios titles yeah we're not gonna have we're not gonna have we can't even do it because brody lee passed so you could only get david roth what's that you do keith lee keith lee Lee. well then it would be in wwe so who would the david be oh i guess well there's no david there's nobody there David Ortiz, I don't know who knows. It doesn't matter. <laughs> What's important is I, we're not, we're not we have a Sammy Hagar tag team in existence. That means there could be Sammy Hagar merchandise that I don't have, and I already have almost every Sammy Hagar merchandise that's in existence. It's amazing. I really it's like. We got to make our own knockoff stuff. I really like this idea. Of Sammy and Hagar and calling Sammy Hagar, and it'll be like, uh, oh my God, I'm trying to think of a good Sammy Hagar song that uh, would fit um, a wrestling theme. You know, like, oh jeepers, why can't this be love? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
Why can't this be love? Perfect. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Uh, well, let's finish what you started. There's, uh, there's, uh, I'm, I'm, not, and I'm going through his solo stuff too, which is like, yeah, there's too many songs. I'll, I'll get back to, I'm going to get back to this next week. <coughs> I will have a t shirt idea design for the Sammy Hagar Inner Circle team. And then, and then, we will airmail it or email it or maybe both to Chris Jericho and then Chris Jericho will want to be our best friends. That's right. That's plan. And not best friends like uh, Chuck and uh, and uh, Beretta. Real best friends. Oh, yeah. That's right. Well, speaking of uh, Mr. Mr. Chucky, uh, Chucky Chuck, he's Miro's new young boy. He'll be helping Miro around the house. Apparently, according to this last match they had. How about that? Well, that's something. Chucky needs to lose a few pounds, so maybe Miro should work him pretty hard. Miro looked like a goddamn animal. <laughs> you see the size of him when he came out? I would be, I would pee-pee my trunks. My singlet would be soaked if I had to fight Miro. Just looking at him, I'd be like, no. Did you think at any point last night that... um? The Lucha Express stood a chance against CFTR. Oh God, no, buddy! It's so fun watching Marco Stunt get thrown around. <laughs> it's, a, it's so fun. You know, it's, it's like, like oh, just... I'm glad that they bought. I'm glad that Tony Khan uh, bought the rights to uh, Jungle Boy, Tarzan Boy, the song by Baltimore. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. That that's just it's it's so much better for Jungle Boy. And uh, even like last night, like when the fans get there and the fans just start singing that chorus, like yeah, they're gonna be really it, they're they're gonna be so over all over again. And but don't uh, get me wrong, I love the Lucha Express that electric guitar lick was pretty sick. But yeah, uh, Baltimore's uh, Tarzan Boy or whatever it is. Oh yeah, dude, I used to party to that song. Not in the eighties because I was a kid. But then we brought it back in the '90s because it was retro, and they would play it at the bar, and like that was one of the songs. Like every weekend, they played it every weekend, and <laughs> everybody loved it. You know, it was like, yeah, you know, such a good song. Like that and Black Betty were just classics. Yeah, that was everywhere. That was everywhere. Yeah. So, um, uh, but how, however, uh, I was impressed with the uh, with the with the the match. Um, I think Jungle Boy is fantastic. I'm glad that uh, yeah. they just that JR just calls him Jungle Boy. I think still because I I hate it. Jungle Boy J- Jack Perry. It's like fuck. Just call him <laughs> Jungle Boy, okay? Like nobody's <laughs> like Hulk Hogan Terry Boella. You know, like nobody's <laughs> do, do, nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing their <laughs> real fake name and then their real name because. That's Hunter yeah. Hearst, Helmsley, Paul Levesque. You know, like, he doesn't, you don't do it with anyone else. So, fuck it. Why, yeah. you know, we get it. We know he's related to Dylan McKay. We got it, all right? Yeah, and so, he's not even doing the concept of a nickname properly. Usually it goes proper first name, nickname, last name. But yeah. JR's like, fuck it, gimmick name, then real name. Yeah, JR's just out of his office rocker. Uh, personally, I just think he's the best. I think... You know, uh, well, WWE has the right idea. I, I think he's an asset backstage. I think he can still sign guys and seek talent and write stories and, and stuff like that. But on the commentary, it's just like, just give me Jericho and Tony Shinobi and Super Dragon, and that's all I need. <laughs> like, No, I love Taz, okay? I love the Dark. Do you watch Dark a lot, or is it just me? No, I think, well, no, no, you watch Dark a lot. That's why I brought you on as a Dark expert. The uh, expert yeah, of uh, Dark. No, uh, I haven't watched Dark very much. Uh, so, but I'm, I'm sure is Taz more involved in Dark? Yeah, Taz is one of the main commentators on Dark. It's usually uh, Taz, Excalibur, and then usually like Ricky Starks. Yeah. Or somebody like that, right? Um, Ricky Starks and... took that uh, baseball back to the throat last night from Sting. Buddy, uh, talk about like weird takes though. Fucking Darby Allen looks like he killed himself giving that crucifix bomb off the top of the cage. It looks like he came down and just squashed him. Well, it, part of it looks like a squash because when Cave got up, 
uh, he, he, it wasn't good for him because he popped like 13 zits on his back. And <laughs> you can see, you know, the, I'm not I'm not saying the cage is, is, but I'm just saying, you know, his tan is covering a lot of his back knee. Um, but you literally, I went back and you're like, look it, you can see he's popped at least three zits. I know that's very disgusting, people, but still. Danny Davis, the referee from the 80s, used to wear something. He used to wear a white top over his, like, over because he wasn't very muscly. And uh, <laughs> there were times where you could see his back would be bleeding through his shirt because he's he's taking roids and he's on and he's got all his back knee. And uh, oh, yeah, it, it, it was crazy. But that's insane. Doing that coffin drop. Um, you know, like whenever I do a coffin drop, it's like, <coughs> and then I fall asleep. But this guy jumps off the top rope without without looking, and and lands it on on the steel steps on Brian yeah. Cage. He's insane, and I don't know what his relationship is to Sting. Maybe they shop at the same white paint store. Maybe they're relatives of Marcel Marceau. I don't know, but there is some relation. Maybe Sting's like, that's my boy. Or maybe he's going to be Sting's kid. I, wh- mm. What do you make of this? Mm. They're like, like winter is coming. Think, what What yeah. else? Christmas? Christmas for your son? Yeah. I didn't get the winter is coming in relation to Sting. I really didn't. Well, they just, wanted to it, they just wanted to snow me. when yeah, he exactly. walks out. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like, it's it, to me, it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, the relationship between the two is kind of like it's weird. It's like, well, they both hang out by themselves, so they must hang out by themselves together. You know, that's kind of, it's a weird rationale, but I'm not angry. I'm not angry that Darby Allen and Sting are together. I don't really get the partnership myself. To me, a more likely ally for Darby Allen is a John Moxley. It's not a Sting. You know what I yeah. mean? It's somebody who's like crazy. Do you think now that the 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 motto "the winter is coming" and tying Sting into winter uh, just makes him another groundhog? Uh, maybe. Because when do what do we think? Those... You see a groundhog, you're like, "Spring is coming," and then uh, you know, right? So if you see Sting, I think there's a day of the year where if Sting comes out of the rafters and you see him come out of his shadow, we're gonna get six more weeks of winter. So I, I I hope not. We need the weather to turn, Casey. We need the weather. We need the weather to turn. We don't even have any winter right now up here. It's like six degrees today, and we're yeah, January twelfth, and we're yeah, in the I want 32, 32 degrees. That's what I like. We're in the north. We are, we are the north. Um, we are the north. Yeah. Right. Speaking of the north, uh, they're the fourth ranked tag team in PWI's first annual uh, ranking of the tag team issues. Huh. Now, do you think they're doing it because of how solid a tag team they are or just trying to show some equal love across the board? I think they're a solid tag team, and I think they've had yeah. a solid year uh, defending their titles against uh, quality opposition. Like, Willie Mack and Moose are a, a good tandem. Uh, you know, they've they've held on to their straps. They've beaten uh, the other guys that are up there in Impact and, uh, you know, They've uh, like the uh, well, obviously, they don't hold the belts now because the good brothers have them now, but still, they're yeah. um, those guys are a wicked tag team, and uh, Ethan Page is w- more fit now than he's ever been. And um, and Alexander, the walking weapon, is just a beast, uh, a wrestling beast. Um, so that's cool. I always thought it was cool that they they, they were ranked fourth, uh, of course. Uh, the revival were oh, kicking my microphone, sorry about that, folks. Um, the revival were number one. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember who was number two. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Um, revival. Uh, well, just give me one second. You uh, say who your favorite tag team was, and that'll be two seconds. No problem. Honestly, I had a couple this year. Um, I there's a there's a couple like. I'm a big fan of the Street Profits. I think uh, I like the mixture of the high flying and uh, the, the brute force. It's a classic tag team dynamic for me. So I was a fan of the Street Profits. Also, 
I would have to say uh, the Lucha Brothers, man. The Lucha Bros. Oh, they're all in there, of course. Um, yeah, the, those would be like, I love them a lot. I was very impressed by Top Flight making like their AEW debut and just these two these two brothers just fucking running around the place, man. It was uh, quite impressive to watch. They, they went with the Young Bucks there. The first match I saw them on AEW. Very good stuff. Yeah, they were great. Uh, so number two is the Elite, uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Uh, okay. They have them as number two. Uh, three, Bailey and Sasha, the Golden Role Models. Uh, third best tag team, and I do enjoy the Bailey Sasha tag team. The North coming in at four, and number five, like you said, the Street Profits. Uh, Street Profits are uh, they're entertaining. I will say, I will say, yeah, and they can pull up some high flying moves, man. Uh, Gorillas of Destiny are at six. Lucha Brothers at seven. New Day at eight. Kabuki Warriors at nine, even though Kerry Sane went home and uh, chose not to stay in America. Um, yeah, a lot of these teams, like especially uh, like uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks, haven't been teaming for a couple months now. Like, well, I always find the Pro Wrestling Illustrator were like because it's print, it's a good four months behind. Like okay. even when I was a kid, storylines you would get them, and they would be so far behind. And then once we got Pro Wrestling Illustrated Weekly. It was almost like the internet where everything was like so up to date and everything yeah. was like ahead of, yeah. I knew, I knew everything before it happened because superstars would take five weeks. So they would be 10 weeks ahead, but then I would get the PWI weekly and it would have all the results. So I would know wrestling for the next five weeks. And You're like, like Marty McFly and you had the great sport almanac. I did. Professional wrestling. There was a dim witted kid at school. And I convinced him <laughs> that I could predict every match in wrestling for the next five weeks. And he was, was like, amazing. he was like, I don't know how you're doing it, man. I don't know how you're doing it. I'm like, it's a gift. It's a gift from the gods. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, I was like, I was like, Kamala is going to beat Joe the jobber. All right. And. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a. Yeah. And, Risky bet. And Goldberg is going to beat uh, Dwayne Hardy this week, you know. And uh, you know, you just like uh, Barry Horowitz is not going to stand a chance when he faces Ted DiBiase, you know. Uh, it was like, oh, and then you had one match that was like, ooh, the Islanders came up short against Strike Force. I'm like, how do you know they came up short? Are they going to, you know? So you know, just predictions like that. And this kid was like, oh, my God. Um, I love that shit. Yeah, it was great. The Undisputed Era are, uh, are ranked 13th. Um, other tag teams in here that aren't okay. so high. The Briscoes, obviously. SCU. Uh, yep. Private Party, which is the uh, AEW version of the Street Profits. Or are the Street Profits uh, the private party of WWE? It all depends on who See, you ask. I, I don't know because, like, the street profits, like they have, like they have defined roles, right? Like, uh, yeah. Angelo Dawkins is like uh, the high. He's the high flying uh, partner, I believe. I can't remember their names. <laughs> Dawkins. They're not one of my favorite tag teams. Yeah, it's Dawkins, Dawkins and uh, then and then you have the the mouthy one, right? Is the uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not great with tag teams. Montel Ford. Montez. Uh, Montez Ford. Montez Ford and, and, and Angelo Dawkins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, they have defined roles. Like, Montez Ford can jump to the goddamn moon off that turnbuckle. Uh, and it's just insane to watch. But, like, when you watch Private Party, both of them are kind of the high-flying one. They don't have a heavy. You yeah. know, like, I'd like to, like, say they're, they're kind of, like, a less beefy, Less beefy rockers without a Shawn Michaels. Interesting. We now the best friends are ahead of Miz and Morrison, who are better friends, I would think. Um, how sad I think is the best friends? The best friends, I think, get a lot of heat, or not a heat, but they get a lot of love because of their association with Orange Cassidy. And I think that might be what has placed them higher, right? Because all their TV time is always positive because Orange Cassidy is there making it positive. Which is crazy, uh, you know. Um, yeah, because best friends have been around forever. 
at the end of Kevin. the the Good Brothers are now thirty three. They would definitely be higher this year. Uh, also, Dark Order's in there. The Von Erics are in there. Here's something amazing. We're the Dark Order. Like, uh, what they call The Dark Order has one of my favorite tag team finishes of the moment right now with, uh, uh, what's it called? I, I don't even remember the name of the move, but it's like a blockbuster, but it's like a flipping stunner when they're held in, like, a super weird position. It's just a, a what a great little fucking... And that would be stuff. one that's done by uh, Stu Grayson and Evil Uno? Do Grayson and Uno, yeah, that iteration of the Dark Order. Did you ever see those guys wrestle in Montreal? Yeah, I saw them once or twice. Uh, I, Walter would take me to see them. Yeah, they uh, were they were well. They're from Ottawa, which is what I love. Ooh. They're from because I'm from Ottawa, and uh, you know, so they were you know major guy. They were wrestling all the time in C4 in Ottawa, all the time over in Montreal, like. You know, I've seen these guys wrestle TBT, uh, Tabernacle the team, uh, you know, and uh, they would always have a great match with those guys. And if you haven't seen yeah, Tabernacle the team, uh, Tabernacle the team, TDT, uh, they're lumberjacks and they're big and they're and they can do everything and they're an entertaining indie tag team, which. I would hope maybe one day every sort of like you see certain indie guys get in and you're like, oh, maybe, you know, Mike yeah. Speedball Bailey might get Tabernacle. a chance, you know, or someone. Yeah, I'd love to see Tabernacle team get in, man. You have bear country running around. Tabernacle team, bring them in. Like, yeah. If you got two bear men running around, bring in two lumberjacks to fuck do it. You have a dinosaur in your league. Bring in the lumberjacks, baby. You know what, <laughs> what, I mean? what about if I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. It was like you want to. <laughs> I just I always think Frankie the mobster is like the most insane thing because he's such a scary individual to watch, but then you go out at the intermission and he's just outside having a smoke after his match and it's the funniest thing because yeah. it's just, he's just yeah. a guy. But he like when he comes out with the horns and the blood and the snakes big, and the eyeballs. Sometimes. Yeah, and yeah. he's just like you're like, What the fuck is this guy? And he's the most jacked guy on the show and huge. Uh, huge and his matches are insane he like he's the type of is like he's very undertakerish where kids younger kids will like turn away they don't want to look at him like he's yeah. that scary to see him come into the ring um while we're talking Montreal guys the Vaughn Eriks there they've also made the team even Fandango and Breeze Breeze Dango um, made the list, and uh, at this point, I think I'm just writing down tag teams. I, well, the Iconics made the list too, and they were well done by I'm sure by the time February. Well, I don't think they were. I, I've always thought they were better than well done, but um, but I do yeah. think that the you know the Iconics. Uh, I will already said Peyton Royce is on the uh, the booty list. So if that if they if we have a list. I don't think we have an actual comprised list, but it would be rude not to because Rick Rude's number one. But Rick uh, Rude, baby, and and I'm and I'm and then I'm saying, but uh, you know, uh, if and no buts about it. Um, what's uh, Royal Rumble is coming up? What I hate every year is when wrestlers have to declare themselves into the Royal Rumble. Uh, I yeah. like it when I don't know who's in the Royal Rumble. And I like the surprise yeah. of them coming out. That's part of it. If you tell, Agreed. if you all 100%. tell me who's in the rumble, then there's no surprises. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree more. Actually, one of the best things about being a kid was when you'd be watching the rumble, the countdown would hit, and then music would hit, and you would not even be expecting it. And the next thing you know, they're flying down to the ring. Uh, sometimes they get eliminated immediately. Uh, poor, uh, poor. Poor, poor, poor Santino Morello. Uh, <laughs> but, but sometimes, man, like, it's just the, the surprise of hearing somebody's music that you haven't seen in forever. Or, like, I think Tatanka came back at a Royal Rumble once, and I was like this, what the fuck? Amazing. And like, somebody heard the music, and they're like, who the fuck is this? And I'm like, this is fucking Tatanka. Yeah. He was Goldberg before yeah. Bill Goldberg. Yeah. yeah, he had a streak that went for like three years. You know, they went, they gave him everything, uh, everything. Well, except for his land back, 
But uh, I'm pretty sure he bought new land because he was very wealthy. And uh, and he was one of the actually very few actual Native Americans who portrayed a Native American wrestler uh, yeah. in wrestling. All the other ones were Italian. Um, sadly, like Chief J. Strongbow. Classic Italian move. Yeah, Chief J. Strongbow was Italian. Uh, yeah, T.J. Strong Benelli. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. so many of them. Uh, I think Jay Youngblood was also Italian. Uh, you know, a, a lot of them. I, I could be wrong on that. I'm not. Listen, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say Jay Youngblood was Italian. Youngblood sounds uh, more like a Canadian hockey film to me. Um, but what a what a <laughs> he's, great, French, he's French Canadian Italian. What a great movie it is. Uh, so um, yeah, the Royal Rumble's coming up. And uh, who who do you, who do you hope wins at the Royal Rumble? Because it obviously it factors, or it usually factors into WrestleMania, depending on the road to WrestleMania and how that goes. But who do you, yeah, like, well, you uh, like? Who do you like? Who are your Rumble favorites for this year? I don't know. Before it's changed a little bit, man. Because uh, like, I figure Drew McIntyre is in for a long strap run, but then he goes and gets coronavirus like a dum dum. Well, you can't. You, know you can't I mean? just. You can't let him not have the. You can't drop the title now. He's got to. Uh, yeah. So like, it's gonna. I think change the winner of the rumble is what I'm saying. Like, it, like, because I, I had it as like maybe like a Keith Lee kind of situation. Then Keith, then we get like uh, a big super battle. Uh, but I don't know. I actually, I, I genuinely do not have the first idea. Maybe it would be. Is what's his name? I, is is he even even in the fucking rumble? Um, Morrison is he is he in the Rumble this year? He probably uh, is. I would say. I'd so. like to see him win it. I'd like to see him win it, and then it starts a little infighting between uh, the Miz and Morrison. I'd like to because like he's got a good build. He's got a great move set. He could be bigger than he is, dude. And I'd was, like to see it. He was Impact World Champion, and he was having good matches in Impact with guys like Moose and Sammy Callahan. And uh, and 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 uh, Phoenix uh, and yeah. and Pentagon uh, Junior, um, you know he was wrestling all the top guys in Impact at the time before they lost yeah. a lot of the guys to uh, to AEW. AEW. And uh, That's it, man. I think he has that ability. I think he could. I think possibly he he looks like a world a champion. A he looks like a world right. champion. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand why he was never that guy for Vince. Like. You know, um, he just seems so natural. I have a great picture of him, like on the on the ropes, uh, you know, posing. And uh, you know, I wish he would because I love that picture and uh, I'd love to put it out there. Um, yeah, Let's get him I, on the show. I'd love to get him on the show. That's something. Who we who are we? Who are some guests that we could get on the show this year? This is a conversation we should oh. be having off the show, but. Uh, uh, so. Why not have it on the show? Who? Yeah, you as a, hey, you as a, the listener, why don't you two jump in on this conversation too? Who would you like to hear yeah. on the... It's January. We have not figured out the show next week, let alone for the entire year. So who do you want on the show? I will reach out to anybody. I will reach out to anybody. Anybody personally. I'll go to their house. I'll tie them up with ropes. I'll break... I'm not supposed to do that, am I? No, I'll stop. Won't do that part. But no, I'll message them. Yes, I'll slip into the DMs <laughs> and uh, yeah. and quickly yeah. powder Ask out them nicely to join us. Yeah, can you please can you please join us on our podcast? Now and they'll I, probably say yeah. I will tell you this: I will hit up uh, people that I've hit up in the past that have said they were interested in the show. I will go back and I'll try to get them back on. Um, and, uh, you never know, you never know, like, uh, who, who is going to be on the show? Uh, I would love to get more wrestlers on the show. Um, there are a lot of wrestlers not doing anything during the pandemic. However, um, you know, I would also wouldn't mind having, uh, if we could somehow get a, uh, you know, if you can't get a wrestler to come on the show, at least do pay for a cameo, a cheap cameo. And uh, have a ca- a cameo of the month. If we we should get okay. Let's 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 uh, get the cameo of the month, and we got to yeah. think of a cameo right now. So 
Now, uh, who who would be your top five cameos? Uh, and we want we want to keep them. We want to keep this a hundred on uh, under a hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who are yours? I've got like we'll go one for one. One for one. Who are you try to get? Okay, for under a hundred dollars, I would think the cameo for, um, I would think. You know, some of these guys are going to surprise you, and they're going to be more than a hundred dollars. But I would definitely think that uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake would be attainable for under a hundred dollars. Oh, absolutely! I know also for a fact that Virgil is under a hundred dollars. Virgil will come over to your house for a hundred dollars. Yeah, we can also probably get new Jack. I'm. <laughs> I don't even want old Jack, let alone any Jack. I will say this <laughs> as far as. Virgil goes, um, I've had Ted on the show, and I'm like, I don't need Virgil. You know, like, I don't need to stoop to Virgil. If you, you, look at, you don't go from Ted to Virgil. You go from Virgil to Ted. Once you go Ted, you can't go back. You can't go back to Virgil. Because it's going, yeah. And besides, um, Ted Flato told me, Virgil's elevator does not go to the top. So no, it doesn't. No, it does not. I have, a, I have a fun story about him. All right, uh, we were at Just for Laughs, and he approached a group of us outside of Just for Laughs, and told us about how he shot a man. And I was like, "This, oh great, oh." And then he's like, "Let's take a picture." And then we're like, "No, thank you." <laughs> and I was like, we took the picture with him. Uh, it was it was very uncomfortable, but yeah, man. Virgil, what what an interesting guy. I shot but a yeah, man, okay. and would you like a picture with me? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I would like to, let's get, um, I'd like to get Road Dog. Let's see if we can get Road Dog Jesse James to do an intro for us. Oh, uh, you didn't know? Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. I'm going to cost another $20. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get his brother to do it. Instead, oh. and do an impression. <laughs> His brother passed away. Bob, oh, no. yeah, he did. No, um, the other one, the other one who's not involved in wrestling at all. Oh, there's too many. There's too many. Okay, so so we so we have we have okay, so we have Brutus Beefcake. We have uh, who did you say? Sammy Hagar. Sa- Sammy, Sammy Hagar. <laughs> we can't get Sammy Hagar. Yeah, so, so we got we got Bruce Springsteen. No, we got um, <laughs> Brutus Beefcake. We're uh, Virgil. We're not doing it with Virgil, but we do have right, Road Dog. Road Dog, Johnny you said. So what's that? Yeah. What about Johnny Be Good? Johnny Be Good. Mark Merrill. Mark Merrill. Yeah. Yes, that that's interesting. He's affordable. Oh, of He's course he affordable. is. If we could get him to say, uh, he wants to uh, give a. Uh, congrats! Um, happy anniversary to uh, Rena and Brock. <laughs> no, he won't do that. He was like, he won't he was do. Golden Gloves champion, Casey. He was a Golden Gloves champion. I, he was a Golden Gloves <laughs> champion that lost his uh, lost his title and his woman. Um, so so okay. So Mark Merrow is up there. Okay, so we got Mark yeah. Mario. Mark Merrow. Get Bruce Beefcake. <laughs> Okay, okay, you want to go Mark Merrill? I gotta throw in Buff Bagwell. Ooh, Buff Bagwell. Yeah, nice. That's a good one. I like that one. Good pick. Uh, Solid so pick. Who else? We got to do at least five uh, each. So you're up to your third. Okay. I want Alex Wright, Das Wonderkind. Uh, <laughs> you wanted just a floss Alex for Wright, you? Das Wonderkind. What's talking wrestling? Are they dancing? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Okay, and uh, I'm gonna go um, Jim Powers, the unpopular one of the Young Stallions. Well, okay, okay, that's a weird pick, but I like. Well, it. I was gonna go Paul <laughs> Roma because Paul Roma would not pull. He 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 almost got fired from WCW because he wouldn't put Alex Wright over, and then when oh, the pay per view came, he kicked out at the three count. And make him look strong, and actually kicked out at two, so the pin wasn't an actual pin. And he talked about it like I'm like, whatever, just give the guy a pin. So, anyways, I thought the Paul Roman, then I thought Jim yeah. Powers. Either way, Paul Roma or Jim Powers, either one of them, 
Uh, I think Jim Powers will be easier to get for under a hundred. So, and uh, back to you, Lance Storm, and then we could just try to get him from personal networks. Okay. Lance! Please. Okay, so I uh, when I was in Cal, I was going to Calgary. I said, "Hey, I, I emailed the Lance Storm Academy, and um, I don't know who the email goes to. So I just email and say, hey, um, I'm a Canadian comedian. I'm coming to play the Laugh Shop at the Blackfoot Inn in Calgary. Uh, I said, I'm going to be in town for a couple weeks. I said, is there any chance that I could come down and just check out the uh, Storm Academy? I'm also a host of a podcast called Talking Wrestling. And if I could come down and just check out your academy, maybe interview you for a bit and talk to some of your wrestlers, I think it would be, you know, good publicity for your show, for your academy and, uh, and for, and for my show as well. And he's like, yeah. and uh, all of a sudden I got an answer a couple of days later from Lance Storm. And he said, I don't even have enough time to do my own podcast, let alone be a part of somebody else's. Okay. So that was very so nice. Let's ask. Let's ask him again. If I can be serious for a moment. <laughs> I, I didn't take it seriously the first time. Um, but Lance Storm, yeah, we could probably get a hold of Lance Storm. Now the, the academy is shut down. What's he doing? Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Maybe Lance Storm. All right. And uh, what about... What about... Um, hmm. Let's see... I will. Um, what about Terry Funk? <laughs> but Terry, you see him? Be amazing. I'd love for him to do an intro for us too. Terry Funk has one of the most unique voices of our generation. Well, Terry, I'm not in the show. Well, I, I want <laughs> I want you on the show. I, I want you on the show. You're booked. You're booked on the show. <laughs> I'm not booked, Terry. I love it. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. yeah, that's a great pick. All um, right, so the, I think I think we Barry got Horowitz. I think we Barry Horowitz. Barry Horowitz. So we got Terry Funk, Barry Horowitz, either one of the Young Stallions. Uh, uh, who else? Brutus Beefcake. Uh, Road Dog. Road Dog. Um, not Virgil, and uh, <laughs> and anybody else. So we we figured out this list. Now we just have to commit. And surprise one of you. If you can write in or uh, write in at talkingwrestling at Gmail, give us your votes on who you want on this list. And uh, we will get that cameo. As long as it is under $100, I swear to God, we will get the cameo. Let's get them in here, baby. Yeah, so so let's get these uh, letters in here and get this cameo going. Uh, what, what, do you, what wrestling you got coming up watching? Because we're going to wind this down. Uh, what do you got coming well, I'm up? I'm going to watch, uh, well, I guess it's Friday tomorrow, or today. It's Friday today. Yeah. Have uh, you been watching a lot of WWE? I watch a bit. Man, I, I just watch wrestling, you know? It's the only thing I'm really watching on TV right now is, is wrestling and, like, what we do in the shadows. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Humor Resources on CBC Gem. <laughs> oh, well, yes. How, do how about we, that? How, how did we miss that? We might as well go out on this. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who have not uh, seen uh, CBC's uh, new comedy hit, uh, after two episodes, it's been certified, uh, certified funny, Mash. and uh, it is uh, it's a store. It's a human resources. Uh, it's a show uh, by John Doerr, and just for laughs. And John Doerr plays. Uh, he used to be a comedian, and now he's a human resource manager for comedy. So that's the title, Humor Resources. And uh, and he basically, it shows what his life is like now as he has to take on these virtual meetings um, every day with different comedians at different levels in their career. And uh, the comedians that you're going to see on the show are fantastic. You're going to see, like, from the Kids in the Hall, Scott Thompson. You're going to see, like, the legend, Tom Green. You're going to see uh, Sarah Silverman. You're going to see Nikki Glazer. You're going to see the Lucas Brothers. Uh, then you're going to see uh, people like uh, David Mraz and Kyle Brownrigg and Courtney Gilmore and 
And so much, uh, you know, uh, uh, Arthur Simmons. And this guy right here. Oh, yeah. And, and, and me. And me. Uh, yeah. This I guy was, over here. I was on, I was featured on last night's episode and, or this week's episode. And uh, there's been a lot of great feedback. I'm not going to lie. So I've been very happy with it. Um, they, uh, they did a, they didn't let, they cut all my jokes. There was one part where, what? there was one part where John said, what's it like being a road warrior? And I said, "What a rush!" And that got cut. And they're I don't get sued, Casey. Is that what I, is that what happens? I would get sued for they're catching get sued. a fresh Vince race. McMahon would be so far up their asshole. He's, I think he's worried about AEW saying too sweet again to worry about my uh, what a rush. True. But it was cut out. Um, but I, it's just me telling stories uh, about the road life and being a comedian. And uh, I just encourage you all to check out Humor Resources on CBC Jam. It's free. Of course, you're in the States. Uh, yeah, you you might have to try to find it illegally some way. Or get a VPN code and then just uh, yeah. go to CBC Jam. Because you know what? I've done that for uh, YouTube videos that are only seen in America. I just get a VPN code and then... Go back on YouTube, and all of a sudden, oh, my computer's in New York. <laughs> tricky, tricky. And then I watch American stuff. Uh, I don't break any laws ever. <laughs> I am a. <laughs> I didn't know I was breaking laws. I had no idea. Who makes Some weird v- tech law? I don't know. <laughs> who makes who makes in VPN codes if they're illegal? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so check out Humor Resources. Uh, while we're at it, I'm plugging myself. Hey, um, Spotify, three CDs on Spotify. Uh, Vampires are popular. Yeah. Turtle Crossing and uh, and different jokes. So uh, check out Spotify. Reese, where can we find you off and online? Just find me on Instagram and Twitter at r e underscore reese t or at the sesh Canada. There we go, uh, folks. And then just follow me, baby. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty much it uh, for Reese uh, Turner and myself, uh, Casey Corbin, uh, and uh, the good people at Never Sleeps Network. Thank you for letting us put a headlock on your ears, and we'll talk at you next week here on Talking Wrestling. Have a good night. Thank you, and later. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.